do we as Christians handle sensitive topics while in evangelistic conversations with strangers? Well, today on the Amaze Institute for Disciple Making podcast, Robert Bone is going to be answering that question for us as he continues his series over gospel-centered evangelism. Why don't we go ahead and open up in prayer, and then we'll, uh, we'll dive in. Dear Lord, uh, thank you so much for, for tonight. Thank you for, uh, for your word, and thank you for our hearts. Thank you for putting in us our hearts um, a love for one another. And uh, just, just fertilize that love and encourage us in that love to, uh, to give us the strength and the desire to go, um, to go out and be, be uncomfortable, potentially, and uh, to have conversations with, with folks, whether we know them or not. And uh, I thank you so much for this time. Just, just bless it and, uh, and walk with us as, as we walk with you. In your name we pray. Amen. Sorry. Um, cool. All right. So if you, if you need any of the notes, um, this is the latest version as I keep shifting things to later sessions. Um, but uh, oh, I'm trying to find the right ones that, have, that are double-sided. Wait a minute. Maybe they're right here. Okay, I didn't make enough copies because I probably need one. Okay, can you all share? Yeah, would you mind? Just so I can at least know what I'm looking at. Um, but um, how faithless of me to not make enough copies. Um, so we talked, we've been telling a lot of stories and talking last week about, about the gospel. Um, I, and just so you know, the, the things in session two about the gospel, um, there are a lot of different verses to use. I think, uh, you know, these are some examples of things. I, I do... Um, I think one of the things to always work on is a lot of people understand the earlier stuff, but it's the question of what do you do when a heart is softened for the gospel? Um, what do what do you tell them if if they want to know how how then shall I be saved? Right? Um, and I think that is something that's worth a little bit of practicing. Um, just like we joked around about so. You know, was you know, if you're if if I cut my my jugular or I got stabbed and I'm bleeding to death, um, and I asked you how can I be saved, you know, how would you respond, right? So think about how to communicate that fairly quickly. Um, my standard answer is always I always go with a simple outline of repentance and faith. Those are the two things. If you like tonight, if that opportunity comes, um, you will hear me say, and I know that's a big churchy word, but we take a little time to talk about it. Um, but but repentance and faith are the two things that that I always do. Um, and uh, so that's just my, my comfort um, is, is walking through that. And there's some verses here. Um, there are a bunch of verses um, in, in a lot of these areas. So, so what I would encourage you to do, and what, what I've been trying to do in the homework, right, is for you to think about reading a passage of Scripture with a heart towards the gospel and saying, is there anything in here that I can use in the gospel? So what I would say is, just so you know, you don't always have to remember all of it, but you should be able to think, like, like the conversation we just had about the sermon last week. That's a great way of having a conversation about the gospel. If you talk about kindness and the enemy of that is indifference, and this is why I want to talk to you, especially if a, a person you know, right? This is, that's why I'm, I want to be uncomfortable is because I love you. And love is always a, a vague word, you know, but I, I love you enough to be uncomfortable, if, if it goes that way. It doesn't have to, but, but that's one of those things that, you know, so when you hear sermons and things, Think about that and go, how can I, oh, I can, and, and it's not trying to be like a manipulative, you know, marketing genius. It's more of just how, how does the word and, you know, the spoken word and, and the, the written word, how do those things, how can I use those as outflowing of the gospel in my conversations, right? Um, so um, 
I think when I first did my notes, I had like 80 verses of scripture. And I was like, okay, it's just kind of worthless. Um, but, but I would encourage you just, just to think through that. Um, let's talk a little bit. So one of the past passages, and, and I feel like we haven't read much scripture. Um, so we're going to read it. I know we're going we're gonna to be pressed for time, so we're going to go a little fast. Um, but if you turn to, to John, it, this is a, sometimes people think this is a weird example um, of, uh, um, of evangelism. But this is Jesus talking to the Samaritan woman, the woman at the well. Um, and I'm just going to read it a little bit fast, um, and, uh, and then we're just going to talk about it. But as you read it and listen, think about what does this have to do with sharing the gospel, right? Um, so um, here we go. Um, I'll start in verse 1, even though, yeah. Oh, chapter 4. John chapter 4. Um, Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John... Though Jesus himself did not baptize, but he discipled, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee, but he needed to go through Samaria. So he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Well, it was there. Jesus, therefore, being worn, wearied from his journey, I'm sorry, I can't see, sat there by the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Um, Jesus said to her, give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away uh, into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, how is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to her, sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where then where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us this well and drank from it himself as well as, some, as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may, I may not thirst, nor come, come here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have well said I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband. In that you spoke truly. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the, is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know and know what we and we know what we worship for some sorry for salvation is of the Jews but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and truth but the but the father I'm sorry for the father is seeking such to worship him God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth the woman said to him I know that I know that Messiah is coming who is called Christ when he comes he will tell us all things Jesus said to her I who speak to you am he Okay, how can you use this in evangelism? What jumps out? Anything that jumps out? The actual passage or the story? Anything. For me, I guess, would be the uh, last part about spirit and truth, to uh, rely on the spirit for to convict people, but, and 
when we speak to people to just be accurate in what we're at least be I mean be biblical in what we say to them and not I guess I, I guess I take that to not be manipulative in a way to assist the spirit as if the Holy Spirit needs our assistance. Mm. Okay. That's true. I think that Jesus connects the physical need of water, which all people need. They have to have water, air, food to live. <clears throat> and man craves life. We're, we're naturally, we want to live, most of us. We don't want to die. And what Jesus was offering was more than just our physical life that we have, but something that would give us eternal life. So this water is, it was a good picture to help people understand that they need there are things that we need to have for this physical life, and there are things that we, there's one thing that we have to have for mm-hmm. eternal life. Yep. So, at a nutshell, <laughs> he transitioned to physical to spiritual, from spiritual, physical to spiritual, right? So there's a conversation that goes. I, I will tell you, you don't always have to start physical. You don't always have to, a conversation doesn't always have to start that way and then have this awkward transition over to spiritual. But But Jesus just jumped right in, right? I mean, you know, so, you know, he, he, there was first talking about water, physical water, give me a drink, you know, you're a Samaritan, I'm a Jew. Um, and then he immediately went to living water, right? So he, he, he brokered a, a spiritual conversation pretty quickly. Um, I will say, look at the other things that happened. The woman went down rabbit trails. Some rabbit trails, he, let, he didn't disrespect her to the point that he ignored the rabbit trails, right? Sometimes he mentioned it, but he brought it back to topic, Right? But you Christians are all hypocrites, right? You talk to somebody and that's their response. I, I, know, a, I know a church. What about the, what's the Baptist? Uh, what's the, whatever, what's the group that, you know? Westboro? Westboro. Those Westboro Baptists. Okay, but I'm talking to you right now about your eternal salvation. What does Westboro have to do with that? Right? So, you know, but whatever. It doesn't matter what it is, you know. Well, my, my brother's gay, and you guys hate gays, right? So you have to think about those kind of topics that come up, right? Look what she said. I'm a Samaritan, you, you know, Samaritan woman even, right? And, and you're talking to me? So just think about those kind of conversations, right? Another thing, just really right at the very beginning, um, and it, we just sort of skip it in, in verse 3, um, but he needs to go through Samaria. Jesus didn't need to go to Samaria. He needed to go to Samaria because he wanted to talk to this woman, right? And if you know the story here, she basically like saves the whole village, right? So she, a Samaritan woman who's had five husbands, um, is, you know, whatever, the worst reputation you could have in, in the village, it has this tremendous testimony to, to the village, right? Brings them to Christ. And just, so you just think about all this stuff and it's like, you know, so, you know, Jesus needed to go to Samaria. So what I would say is, think about, where do I need to go? Who do I need to talk to? Who is, how, is, who, how is God, remember the names, how's God or poker chips, whichever mechanism you want to do, right? So um, how, how is, who is God placing in my life at this season that I need to go to, right? I need to schedule a time, uh, you know, whether it's somebody that I know or whether I need to be available to talk, um, so just think about those kind of things with, with, with Jesus. So, because um, just, just so you know, especially nowadays, right? Um, 
especially the, the, the gay agenda is it's such a divisive topic right now. Um, and, and it's, it's going, I'll be shocked if, if we, my goal tonight, just so you know, hopefully we'll go to the mall, providentially hindered or something, um, go to the mall. I will be shocked if we actually have a spiritual conversation. My goal is at least to have a spiritual conversation with two different groups. We'll figure out what that is. Um, I will be shocked if one of them that gay doesn't come up, gay, LGBT, the whole gamut, right? I'll be shocked if it doesn't come up with one of them. Um, you know, and, and I'll tell you, you know, I've done this sort of stuff for probably the last ugh, 20, 25 years. Um, and probably five years ago, that would have come up one out of every 20 times. About. I didn't do stats on it, but, um, but it was there. It was there. And, and now it's a, it's a little bit different. Um, just because it's sort of preeminent in, every, in a lot of people's minds. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, but so let's, let's just talk about some practical stuff. Um, so sharing the gospel with strangers. Tell me good and bad. Pros and cons. What, what do y'all see? Or what do you think? I love your thoughts. The con is getting started, I think. It's just, I mean, I think most, people, most Christians would love to talk to somebody about their faith and about what they feel about God. It's that introduction mm-hmm. of starting with... Share yeah. God's good news. That's my hardest thing to do. It's like initiate a conversation with a complete stranger. I'm not naturally good at that in general. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's the hard part. What's the pro? What's the pro of talking to strangers about Jesus? Yep. I'm not judging you because I don't know anything about you. Exactly. Right. Um, so, well, I mean, that's one of the reasons to, to try to practice a little bit. I, I'll tell you, I mean, I generally use gospel tracts pretty often with, uh, with strangers. Um, it is not a complete requirement. Um, I, I think, oh, we, Lisa and I were talking about it. The, I mean, the world is, has become very isolated, right? We are, we are an isolated culture, at least in America. Um, People just sort of freak out if you talk to them a little bit. So there's, you know, be sensitive to it. I mean, you know, if, if somebody one doesn't want to talk to you, they're not going to talk to you anyway. Um, and uh, there's just not much you're going to be able to do with it. I mean, I, I'm not asking you to walk up and just grab them and, you know, you must talk to me. Um, and, uh, but yeah. Yeah, that probably would, would, would be. Um, so, so what we'll try to do tonight, probably, and, and, and I mean, y'all could certainly talk. I, I was planning on trying to do it at the mall, um, is, you know, probably in the food court or whatever. Um, but, uh, or even maybe other places that food court's kind of dead, um, is, is just try to talk to some folks. One of the things, practically, we are not going to be a group of six people walking up on somebody. Okay. So we'll try to figure out how to be a little subtle if everybody can come. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, um, but, but we'll, we'll see. Generally what I'll try to do tonight, we'll try to find some teenagers or young twenties. Um, those are almost always easy and, and we'll probably, those will be very easy using one of the IQ tests. Um, so I'll probably do that kind of stuff where I'm like, okay, I just, I just need to know whether girls are really better. Guys are better at math than girls. Um, would you mind doing this quick test? Give give the guys the IQ test with the math thing and give the girls and make it fun and make it a competition. Um, 
it usually is an easy icebreaker. Um, that one, honestly, almost almost never fails with teenagers. I mean, if you're at least somewhat fun and, you know, not too scary. Um, How do you make it so it's not a sales pitch? Oh, you'll see tonight. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. How, how, how would you think it would be a sales pitch? Well, I mean, like, if you're going up to them saying, hey, I want to see who's smarter, guys or girls, but then you're, that's really not what you're going, you're, you're segueing into, right. I mean, hey, kind yeah. of a sales sure, pitch. Sure, sure, sure. We'll do, we'll do it. So, yeah, you, you get that part. Um, and then, uh, so, yeah, so if I did that, at the end of it, after we proved that Jed's much better at math than you, um, then I'm like, well, cool. I, just to be honest, I don't know if you noticed, but this is, it's actually a gospel tract. I don't know if you've ever heard of a gospel tract. Do you know what a gospel tract? It, it talks about Jesus. What, what do y'all, what do you know about Jesus? How would you, t- how would you describe Jesus to me? Um, and then you sense the, the group, right? Because it may be you three. And I'm like, I'm looking to see who's engaged, yeah. right? Because, and then the key thing, remember, and this, guys, please don't think of this as like, some kind of like marketing thing to sell. I'm, you're not selling. You're, you're, you're not selling Jesus. You are sharing the greatest news these people could ever know. And you just have to remind yourself of that. So, so, but what you want to be able to do is use words to have a conversation. So you should be aware of the fact that, okay, that person is looking away and is mad that we're having the conversation and, you know, or they're on their phone just liking things on Instagram or whatever, right? So it's like, who, who's got some eye contact? And then the key thing with that is don't assume that's the person that you're really supposed to be talking to. So I'll talk to Jed, but I'm watching over here and I'm like, she's the one who needs to hear the gospel, right? And then things that I've had happen is I've done that kind of thing and then, I'll walk away, and Jed will chase me and go, thank you. I've been wanting to do that for years with my sister or my girlfriend. You know, um, So then I spend time with him going, what can I do to help you? Because you know, sometimes I'll have more resources, and I'll say, you know, look, take it from here. Don't, and that, that's where you have those conversations where you say, like, don't go to sleep without having that conversation. Have it tonight, because if you wait till tomorrow, you're not going to have it. If you've been wanting to do it for five years and you haven't done it yet, right? And that's the cool part when you're talking to a stranger, because he's not mad. <laughs> like, if I say that to him, and I just go, dude, if you've been wanting to have a spiritual conversation, I broke the ice for you, have it tonight. Don't go to sleep without having it. Um, is there anything I can do to help you, help encourage you? I'll, I'll walk back. I'll have another conversation if you want, you know. Um, Whatever, right? And I think just let the Spirit lead, if that makes any sense. Um, and let me be really clear. Okay, and this is not sounding bragging. I've probably done that, those kind of conversations, two to 3,000 times. So it's a little bit different after you've done it for a little while, right? So the, the first few times, it's like, oh. I, you just kill yourself and hyper edit everything that you said. And, oh, I, I should have done that. I could have, like a sales pitch. It's like, oh, I could have sold better than that. I could have closed there. I could, whatever. Don't just learn and, and go. Um, so. so let's say we were talking to somebody and uh, he goes well and they seem engaged and stuff. Do we kind of, uh, you know, 
exchange information or go to the level of, you know, entirely your call. Church on Sunday, here's Enti the address. Entirely your entirely your call. I generally I I I almost never I don't pitch a church. I don't mean that as a bad way. I, I generally because I, I I don't want the conversation to be perceived mm -hmm. as I'm trying to get church membership. But that's just me personally. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. Um, your call. I you know, I I mean I've 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 shared with some people and I've you know, if the sense very seldom do I and it's not because I'm a personal privacy thing. I'm like, dude, you can have my phone number. Um but um but I, th that doesn't usually happen. Um, so how do, what do we do? We tell them to just uh, find a church, local church to, uh, you can, to go to? You or, can say, if somebody... I okay. imagine since, yeah. since it's Mall of Georgia, like, it would make sense to say, well, you know, I go to a church nearby, and you can come... Sure. If, know, if that... Maybe, you know, on Sunday you them, morning or something. You can even give them a couple of ads, websites, like Acts 29, mm -hmm. or Nine Marks. Mm -hmm. That have good that that you like know they're gonna stuff. you know gonna yeah. be good Bible believing churches. Yeah, I mean, what I I'm sort of a fan of of evangelism is a little bit different than the church side, but mm -hmm. but I do I mean if if it comes there's various paths. That's the problem is if you try to memorize all the different paths, you're gonna your mind's gonna explode, right? So just realize you're in the Bible Belt. Most people are gonna be profess they're gonna profess to know Christ. So just walk in with that presumption. So what questions would you ask if somebody said, oh, thanks for talking to me. I already, I go to church. Mm -hmm. What would you say? We talked about this like last week or whatever, right? Do you just walk away? That's a fair question, right? It, so there's, but just think about it. Walk in thinking about so that you don't beat yourself up going, oh, I should have asked this. And, and it's just thinking about different kinds of questions, right? I mean, there's a variety of ones, right? So you could certainly, if somebody, if it seems obvious that they're really trying to say, I'm, I'm definitely a Christian, you can ask to tell, tell a little bit of their story. Mm -hmm. So how, when were you saved? I mean, if, if you want to go ahead and get, you know, lingo, you, you can get lingo about it. You know, well, yeah, you can ask, where do you go to church? I mean, that's fine. Okay. I, what does your church teach about Jesus? Yeah, I, I mean, if you want to go, I, just, I would say, Fight the third-party topics. Stay here. Stay here, right? Like, because you don't want to get into a debate about whether Methodists, liberal Methodists are... Uh, just stay first person. Stay first person. What, you know, what if... Is there anything you've read in the last week or so from Scripture um, that's, that's really meant something to you? Those, because here's what they'll say. Well, I, I haven't read anything in the last week. Okay, I'm... Um, what was last week's sermon about? I mean, you can just ask some of those kind of questions. Oh, I haven't gone to church in about three or four months. All right? Then you, ha then you have to decide. Those are, that's when you make the decision about where do I go from there? Do I, do I get to sort of that judgmental? I mean, there's, there's some condemnation there, right? Um, you know, do you believe in Scripture that says not to forsake the assembling of the believers? All right? You can go that way. Um, you can you can even be sort of casual about it and say, "Hey, I'm really working on sharing my faith. Would you mind if I share it with you?" You can go that way, right? What my thing is is just there's a lot of different ways to go. It's a question. What if you have the mindset that says, "I want to share the gospel with people," then you're not looking for an excuse because this is not 
Okay, let me, let me tell you the bad story. When, at a previous church, we taught faith, right? Faith evangelism. It, it, so it's an outline, and there's a bunch of scripture, and it's a very strong outline. And, and the, the perception that I got from the faith outline in that church was that people wanted to come back and be able to check off some boxes that said, did you, did they answer, did you knock on the door? Did they answer the door? Did, did you ask them this question? Did you ask them this question? And it was like, do you even, do y'all even care if these people come to salvation? Like, are you, is your mindset, <laughs> like, is your mindset focused on, I want to share the gospel clearly with that person, right? Or is it, I want to sort of get some superficial checkoffs, right? And, and I think, so just have that mindset that goes, if once I get into a spiritual conversation, my heart's desire is to have a deeper spiritual conversation, right? Whatever, wherever that leads, depending on how that person responds. Um, and so that's, that's kind of the, the mindset thing, if that makes any sense at all. Um, all right. So, um, sharing the gospel with family, easier or harder? Any techniques? I sure think it is. Um, okay. Um, yeah, and if, if we have some time, I'll tell those stories. Uh, I've told some before. Um, so we've done that, we've done that, we've done that. All right. Um, and uh, so we're going to go kind of quick. Um, so in session three, section three, we've talked about a couple of these things. Um, Here's one that I struggle with because I'm sort of an apologetics wonk, right? I kind of get into that stuff. You don't have to answer every question that's asked. So if your mindset is towards how do I get a focus on getting to the gospel or getting to at least some aspect of the gospel, depending on how the conversation goes, then, then I, I, have to, I, have to, I have to lovingly nudge, right? Um, so a very simple one is LGBT thing, right? So if we get into those kind of conversations... One of the ways that I, I've, I've handled this before, and it doesn't always work very well, to be honest, is I say, look, I, I'm assuming that's a pretty sensitive topic for you. Can, can, we, can we have the conversation presuming that there's nothing sinful at all in the LGBT life, lifestyle? Let's just, I won't go there, you won't go there, give me five minutes without it, and we talk about it when we get done with the five minutes. Sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't, because... Don't forget, especially that one, that is an intensely personal, identity-based topic. For somebody who's a lesbian, let's just pick somebody. Somebody who's a lesbian, you are telling them that their definition of themselves, without getting into whether they're right or wrong, right? Perception is reality. So if their perception is, I was born this way and you are condemning me to hell because I live in a lifestyle that is contrary to Scripture, right? If that's their mindset... It's really hard to get that elephant out of the way, so you you gotta you, you gotta be aware of it. Um, but you have to sit but, sin in general before you. you sin that's what you want to try to do, right? That's what you want to. That's so yeah, because you can just quickly you can try to branch over to you know the the things we talked about the the Ten Commandments. I mean, so just can we can we just put that one on the table for now and and just have you ever told a lie? I mean. You know, kind of thinking, right, if you think about, you know, Revelation, I think it's 21, you know, where, you know, liars and, and blasphemers and, and adulterers and those people are, cannot inherit the kingdom of God, 
right? So it's like, don't pick the one that's the absolute sore spot for them. I don't, I don't walk up to people and immediately start talking about the doctrine of divorce and remarriage, for example, right? It's a pretty sensitive topic, even in churches, a lot of churches, right? So it's not always the first place I go because, because the honest answer with those is that I will trust the Holy Spirit to work through a person once saved to deal with some of those topics. Start with the basic foundation. That they need a savior. Right. And even if the way you got divorced and remarried was biblical or not, right, I don't want to get into that nuance in, a, in this conversation, right? I will let that happen in a local church as a believer. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's just, and it's deeply personal, <laughs> right? And it's an identity thing. And, you know, if I, if I just threw out First John and said, well, you're living in a lifestyle of sin because you've remarried and your initial marriage was, divorce was not biblical, I'm pretty sure I'm not having much conversation after that, right? And I'm, once again, not trying to be a salesy guy. I'm just trying to be sensitive to the topics that are just going to be tough. Well, it's kind of um, like if somebody's hungry and you want to share the gospel with them, they, they're not going to be able to hear the gospel over their growling stomach. Mm. Like a starving person, and so you can't. You got to give them the food they need before you address. I don't know if that made any sense at all. Yeah, I think like just yeah. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good analogy. Um, and then the last thing is that I'll, I'll say is that if you're having a spiritual conversation, um, it is okay to call the question. It is. It's, when I'm, I'm saying it, you, you can keep talking in infinite levels of either apologetics or, but I saw this website that said that scripture's not, you know, the, the, all these little, all these things that are squirrel chasing, right? Just, you know, and at some point there's, there's, you can call the question. And that, what I mean by call the question means is, is to go, look, let's just get down to the, to the foundation, you at least you've admitted that you're you're a sinner. Do you? What are you going to do? And you you've heard that Jesus Christ is the only way to salvation. What are you going to do with that information? We can keep talking about all these things, and I'll be, I'll glad to, I'll I'll be I'll be glad to talk longer, but 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 it's but let's call let's 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 get down to brass tacks, because here's okay, hundreds of times in my life. If you push that, especially with guys, I can push it harder with guys than I can with girls, but with a guy, with a guy, I can look at him and go, Jed, just be honest. You love your sin more than a desire to repent and trust in Christ. You love having sex with a bunch of girls and getting drunk on the weekends. It, isn't that true? Sorry, it's not him. But so, and I think... And, and to be honest, I've had most, especially guys, it's hard to do that for a guy talking to a girl, to be honest. But, but with guys to guys, almost every time they're like, I think you're right. And at that point, you, that's when you, you, you just go, all I can ask is before you go to bed tonight, you can do different things. You can say, look, would you mind, give them some resource that has the gospel and go, would you just mind thinking about this before you go to bed tonight? And I walk. I'm done. I'm, I'm not, not going to... His heart is not... He doesn't have a repentant heart. 
There's nothing I can do. I mean, I can try, I can plead. I, you know, if you feel, then you can keep going a little bit. But at some point, you can leave it and go, I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that. Are you sure? One of the things that Ray Comfort does, and we're wrapping up, is Ray Comfort, and I don't know if I'm a big fan of this, but, but it seems to work for him. He, 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 he talks about, like, people that say, well, I don't really care if I die, you know. Hell's going to be a, if there hell's there, it's going to be a kegger, you know. I'm going to live my life to the fullest where it is. And, you know, he's like, don't you know that your life is precious to God? And, and your life is eternal. So he would just make a truth claim. He doesn't, doesn't give you a chance to debate back. God has created you as an eternal being, and God has, God has, God, you are precious in his sight. Jed, would you, would you sell your eye for a million dollars? And you, most people say no. Would, would you sell both of your eyes for $10 million? No. You are more precious to God than your eyes are to you. Don't you, don't you realize that? God has, God has set up this conversation for you to clearly hear that He loves you so much and wants you to come to repentance so that you can have eternal life with Him. Would you please consider that before you go to bed tonight? Silence is okay at that point, right? So those are the so different techniques, right? But but think about does that make sense? Just so what I would say is just, um, I don't know. And if, and if anything that I've said tonight makes you think that we're, we're Amway salespeople, um, just forgive me, that's, that's not the intent. I, I'm not saying that we don't ignore methods of, you know, controlling the, controlling the, sometimes you have to control the conversation. Like you get some random dude and it's just like, okay. Because you know, I know that this dude over here is random but that person, I could see in his eyes. Sorry, I keep doing it to you. Okay, I'll look at this. That person needs to hear the gospel. So what I'm going to do is do something to try to make sure this conversation happens. Right? Because I can, I can kind of see it. And I know that this dude over here is, likes to Google stuff, and he's on his phone right now going, Oh, but what about the... You know, right? Do you ever, do, does anybody ever ask if you're a Mormon or a Jehovah's Witness? think so. Or it's just Christians. No. Well, it, well, it's true. I mean, well, you, you, internet, you say like, well, I'm Protestant or um, non-denominational or y'all are, I'm y'all are overthinking a it. Basic Christian. Or... I'm a born again believer. I'm and, a basic yeah, Christian. I'm a Christian. I'd just say I'm a Christian. I, I don't, I, I don't know if anybody's ever asked me that. I mean, so I think they kind of get that pretty quickly. Um, okay. Yeah. So let's, um, well, let's, let's pray, and then we'll talk a little bit of logistics, and then we'll head out, hopefully, if that's okay. Um, let's, uh, here, let me, uh, let me hand out these cards again. I want you to look at these names again, um, if I can remember which thing I have. Oh, there's not even that many. I'll do two. And you don't even know. I think you might know that one. Yeah. But, um, okay, I need to pray for somebody. Um, oh, no, oh, no, no, I should have handed them out better. Okay, there we go. I just want to make sure I had one. Um, all right, so look at that name. Um, and, uh, and, and pray for the folks in this room um, to have an opportunity and, and, and an appropriate level of boldness um, to, uh, to share the gospel with these folks um, that we have. So Let, 
These are people that folks wrote down. And if you have any that you need to write down, give them to me on. The, so these are folks that we wrote down the first couple weeks. Um, and, uh, and I would just encourage you to, uh, just, to, just to pray for them. Um, and uh, let, let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you so much for, uh, for the blessing of the opportunity to share your precious gift of salvation. Um, give, us, uh, give us a peace about it um, and, uh, and, and give us some boldness. Um, but, but all of that be seasoned with love and grace. And uh, I thank you so much for this time. Lord, I thank you for the great turnout. Um, and just, uh, just bless this time. Give us a safe trip, hopefully over to the mall. And uh, give, us, give us somebody to talk to. And uh, help us to have your eyes and, and your heart as we, uh, as we look at those around us. Um, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen.